We have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? That verse that ended right there, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 says, Rejoice always. When should we rejoice? Always. Pray without ceasing. So when should we stop praying? Never. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything. Give thanks. It doesn't say give thanks for everything, right? It doesn't say give thanks for it. All these situations that could um, happen in your life, a bad diagnosis, financial issues. You know, I don't think we, God wants us to go, oh, thank you that I'm ill. Thank you that I have a financial problem. No. But he's saying rejoice. Give thanks in, give thanks in everything. Um, in everything, give thanks. Meaning in the midst of that, whatever's going on. We can choose to give thanks because God is big. There's a story I told you um, maybe a couple times over the years. I read it in, a, in, in one of the books that we use as a discipleship book around here, The Good and Beautiful God by James Bryan Smith. And in the book, he tells a story of a pastor in New York in the 1800s. And in that story, the pastor was doing a Bible study with a bunch of businessmen. And he came to do the Bible study with them, and he had a white piece of paper and in, on the white piece of paper, it was blank except for a, a spot on the piece of paper. And he asked all the businessmen, what do you see? And every businessman said, oh, I see a spot. And he said, the problem is we've been trained to look for the spots. We've been trained to look for the problems in life. And man, there's a lot of them to look for, right? Look, see right now, right? COVID, BLM, uh, election challenges, all this stuff all the things going on, in addition to anything else that might be going on in your life that has nothing to do with those big national issues. And we can look at all the spots, and we can, we can focus our life on those, and, and who knows that if you live your life that way, you will be one unhappy, miserable person that, you know what, you don't even want to be around. But if we look, not at the spot, but at the white space, the, the story that I referred to referred to the white space as the widespread mercy of God. We look at the widespread mercy of God. We see what God is doing in our lives all around us all the time. We have air to breathe. You, you're here today means you have people that love you, that you have a family. Here today, it means you're in a place where you can openly worship Jesus. You have the freedom to say yes to Jesus, to live your life for him with all that you have. Um, that's the widespread mercy of God. Not one of you is going without food. And if you are, come talk to me, but we live in Ozaki County. You're not. You know what our problem is? My pants are getting tight, right? Thanksgiving in a couple days. And we're going to all be eating probably more turkey than we should. That's a lot of widespread mercy. God is good to us. So there's a lot to be thankful for. And I'm not saying it doesn't mean we don't have challenges. And we do have challenges. But who would like to tonight, we're going to try something, to help a person who's having maybe the largest, most difficult challenge of their life, and we're going to help them see the widespread mercy of God. Who would like to do that? Who would like to help me tonight? Some of you. 
Oh, you're going to have a chance in a moment. We don't know if this is going to work because we don't know what's going on in this person's life. But we are going to call Robin Brunkwell, who is in, I should not. Oh, you're shaking your head. <laughs> um, because we, you have no knowledge of it. We checked to see if she's going to be watching on video. Now, there's a few seconds, there's like a 30-second delay. So I'm talking about her. She doesn't know it yet. And so we are going to call her on the phone. I'm going to put her on speaker. And we are going to talk to her. And then we're going to sing her a song. Because she is stuck in a rehab facility right now. And what's she calling it? Rehab prison? So that's her, that's her room number. And we are going to call her, and we're going to see if she's watching us right now. So let me give her a call. She has no idea we're doing this. Does she? So she'll be on speaker. Let's hope she answers. <laughs> I'm going to have to call her later in the service. Sometimes surprises don't work. It was a great idea. Robin, pick up the phone. Your call has been <laughs> I do have the right number. I hope she doesn't change her phone number, has she, Dave? Okay, well, we'll call in a little while. She, we really said she might be, we'll try it later. We, we, she might be getting meds or something. We knew that. We wanted to surprise her with it. So even if we can't get a hold of her tonight, we are going to, um, we want to brighten her day. She's not able to come home for Thanksgiving. She's probably not coming home for Christmas um, because of the surgery they've done on her. And she's not able to use her right arm. And because she can't use her right arm, she can't do her trach care. And uh, her left hand doesn't work right anymore, so she can't take care of her trach. She can't take care of her trach. She can't come home. And so we're going to pray. Let's pray right now together. We're going to pray that God does a miracle in her life because you might think, hey, I'm going through something. None of us is going through anything like Robin's going through right now. And one thing I love when I'm with Robin, and she, she has good days and she has bad days, but when every time I sit and talk to her, she comes down to the fact that God is good and the widespread mercy of God is all around her. So Jesus, um, we're a family. That's all we are. We're not here to put on a performance. We're not here to, to impress anybody. We're not here, Lord, to to uh, build some big empire. We're here as a bunch of people who just know that we need you and our lives have been changed by you and we want nothing more to be closer to you than we've ever been before. And so, Father, uh, tonight, we want to worship you. We want to thank you. Lord, what a privilege to live in a country that literally shuts everything down for a day. In two days, shuts everything down, says don't go to work, and give thanks to God. Now, Lord, we know a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people, it's about, it's about turkey or football or special shopping days. We get that. But, Lord, we get it, and we want to stop and give thanks. And so, Lord, we love you. We tell you we love you. We, not only do we see the widespread mercy, but I ask you for this gift tonight, Lord. Would you help us 
to stop looking at the spots and to see the widespread mercy, to see that this world is really, because we're in the kingdom, is a perfectly safe place. Because we're, we're citizens of the kingdom of God, which is unshakable. Would you help us, Lord, to um, recognize the abundance of your bounty and your beauty in our lives? Help us to see what we have and thank you for what we have and, and not fixate on what we don't have because we all have so much. Lord, lift our spirits tonight as we lift our eyes to look at you. We love you, Jesus. We give you thanks tonight. Amen. Are you texting her back there, Dave? Did she, did she text you back? Okay. We'll try. So that's, hey, don't let me forget. That was our big unveil for tonight. We knew it was a risk. It was our big unveil. But, uh, but uh, so in a little while, we're probably going to sing... Uh, Lord, you are good if we can get her on the phone. So um, instead of what we're going to do, we're going to move just forward into our next thing and come back to that. We have a bunch of um, testimonies that we want to, uh, not a bunch, we have some testimonies prearranged, but then we want to give any of you opportunities to just come up here and share briefly um, just something good that you want to give thanks to God for. And I'm going to start, and I'm going to read a letter to you guys. So... Um, and then Tim and Michelle, we asked you guys if you'd give a testimony. So you guys can come up in a minute, okay? And you guys can share your testimony of how God has blessed you in 2020. And so I want to read you a letter because some of you haven't got an update on this. This letter um, is uh, from Linda Kolbach. And as some of you know, we've been praying for Linda. Linda has been incredibly ill um, with COVID. And um, I mean, like really, really, really bad to the point of wondering if she was going to make it. And she just she sent this a thanksgiving to our church. And it's a lot to do with a lot of you. It says, Dear Portview family, it's titled, I am thankful, exclamation point. Dear Portview family, I am so thankful for a God who is continually restoring, reviving, and loving me. I am thankful for my husband who has had to endure this COVID illness with me, taking care of me through the worst. I am thankful for my friends and my fellow body of Christ, of Christ family. I am thankful for the prayers of many. Those prayers sustain me, and it's through those prayers I'm being restored. I am thankful for the many meals, calls, words of encouragement during this time as well. May you know, uh, many of you know I had, I, I had been hit with COVID. It's been an experience that, I, that totally debilitated me. I was so weak that I needed to walk uh, to, I, I needed a walker to get from one room to another. I needed help with bathing. Had no energy to make it, to make or do anything. Cough, headache, fever, nausea, vomiting, weakness consumed me. Sometimes it took all my energy just to lift my head. Doug had to take me to the ER three times, and I knew a fourth was around the corner. All the doctors could do was rehydrate me and send me home. Each time we did not know if I would be coming home, and if this would be my goodbye to this world as I know it. The night of the fourth visit to the ER, I was at the point of delirium and anxiety and fear was settling in. A darkness could be felt all around me, and I knew I needed to pray, yet I was unable to pray. 
I started listening to Christian music on YouTube, and each song hit a chord of how I felt. I felt an urgency to have prayers, and I thought maybe I could contact pastor in, in case things started to go the wrong way. I was concerned for my hubby, yet concerned for my boy. It was concerned for my boys, concerned that I had not fulfilled all that God wanted me to yet. Wait, why did I feel all this darkness was prevailing? I kept crying and saying, "No, I'm a child of God. Light shall and will prevail." I tried to sing, but my voice could not. The song that stayed with me throughout the night was Psalm 91. I felt the Holy Spirit urging me to seek prayer immediately. It was late, and I normally don't call anyone after 9 p.m., but I did that night. I couldn't find Pastor's home number, so I called Betty and Jim, requested they contact Pastor. Both started praying with me, and by the way, they did contact me immediately. Both began to ask others to pray immediately for me. I texted my friends to pray immediately for me. I called Joan and asked her to pray for me as well. I knew fear, anxi- fear, anxiety was trying to take over, and I needed calm and peace. I needed to release, Jesus underlined, I needed to release all my fear, all my anxiety to God and place my complete trust in him. It was shortly after this that I could hear a howling of the wind outside, and it was a thunderous roar. It lasted for a few minutes, and then calm and peace overtook me. Hallelujah. The howling wind gone, my fever and anxiety, fear and anxiety removed. I knew I wasn't out of the thicket yet, but the healing process was to prevail. I could close my eyes and rest knowing I was in God's hand. The next day, Doug took me to the, to the fourth ER visit. We talked before him that I might need to prepare to prepare the boys, yet I had a calm. When I got to the ER, there were already five people ahead of me with similar symptoms. The rating room very quickly filled with 13 other people. Each needed to be there alone, each needing to say goodbye to their loved ones, each not knowing what their outcome would be. I also heard that there were two ambulances on their way, one with a possible stroke and one with a head trauma. I was watching the others, not knowing their story, not knowing their anxiety, their fear, their faith, when Pastor Mark called. He started praying for me, and again, the calm came over me. It was at that time that I started to pray for those around me. I don't know their faith, don't know their story, but I did know one thing. There is a loving God who seeks them and loves them. I knew that prayer was their only hope. I was sent home again after being rehydrated. This time I thought I felt the weight of the illness being lifted from me. I know through the... I I know through and because of prayer that I'm on my road to recovery. The words to the song Psalm 91 still echo, echo in my heart. I will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I will stay in the shadow of your wings. The Lord is my refuge, my tower of strength. My hope is in you. Secure I stand. I am thankful for the grace God has shown me. For my Portview family, for my husband, my family and friends. I have been shown love beyond descriptions, description, blessing and thanksgiving to each of you, Linda. Praise the Lord. You give the Lord a hand for that. She really was in a tough spot. We've got to continue to pray for her. But she, uh, she texted me today. We've been texting back and forth. She texted me today and she said, I hope to return to church after Christmas. So God is good. 
That's the widespread mercy of God, friends. Amen? Hey, why don't you guys come up and tell us, Mike or whichever, Tim or your growth going to do it, come on up and share your story about your blessings this year. I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you. Uh, thanks to the Lord and thank you for all of you um, for Port- Portview Church. Um, we're excited to be a part of this family. And um, we have old friends here and we met new friends. So we're thankful for that. We're thankful for what the Lord has done um, in this family. Um, so we did want to share an exciting thing for us um, that this year we actually uh, bought a home. And uh, a few years back, um, we lost a home so and, and some other belongings. And uh, so that was, this has been a re- kind of a redemption story for us. And um, just praise to God for his faithfulness. Um, I know that years ago, the Lord, that was a desire of my heart, and I'm, I'm sure of Tim's heart too, but a desire of my heart is to, to own my own home. And um, so, and the Lord kept promising me this, and he would um, just encourage me, because, you know, there's when you're believing God for something, and it hasn't happened yet, and you're waiting and it's a long wait. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty impatient if you ask my, my husband. I don't like to wait. And it seems like the Lord, for many, many years, has put me waiting. Waiting. And, I mean, I waited for him for 16 years. Okay, so let's just say that was part of a wait. And then for all of these years, we've been married... Uh, 13 years now. So um, I just I just want to just make it an encouragement that in the waiting, we still um, are trusting the Lord. We still um, are faithful even when things don't um, look like they're coming to pass. We still have to trust in the Lord. And just um, worship while we're while we're waiting for what He's promised us. And I did want to share a scripture. Did you want to say something? Okay. Um, yeah. There, there's a couple of scriptures that were very precious to me. Um, Hebrews ten twenty three. It says, "Let us hold unswervingly." To the hope we profess, that he who promised is faithful. Um, so we must cling tightly to that. Um, and then trust in the Lord. This is my life scripture. Trust in the Lord. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Which is key for me because sometimes... We think, oh, I'm, I'm going to think this out. And I'm like, this is what's going to happen. So, like, we're writing our own story. Not so. He said, 
Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And another one is uh, Psalm 20, in, in Psalm 27. Um, and this is part of my testimony, is here's what I have learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep waiting, and he will never disappoint you. And that's one thing that he showed us, and he may um, cheer a little bit more, but um, he he will never disappoint us. I let her go first because obviously she's way better than this than I am. I'm not good with speaking, especially in groups, but... Um, Pastor Mark had asked us when he came to our new house to uh, pray with us over it um, if we would share and be tes- testify what we're thankful for for this. It's been a long journey, and the details really don't matter. Um, what she didn't tell you is that we knew probably over three years ago that we weren't going to be able to stay where we are, where we were living. And we were praying and saying, okay, Lord, it's time to get our a new house instead of um, where what we were going through. And because it it was like over three years ago, the patience part is very key to it. And we she stood, we stood by that psalm over and over through the years. And even though she, she doesn't have the patience, she has the encouragement for me when I have the patience. So together, but um, he wanted us to to testify on on all through this COVID thing, all through these terrible times that we're going through, how the Lord blessed us in spite of it all, in the midst of it all. Um, all the way through, he provided us amazing stories that we don't have time to tell now, but if you ever want to corner us, we can tell you some amazing stories that he, that he brought us through and how many times we've moved. She told you we've, we've been married for 13 years. Since I brought her up here from Louisiana in 13 years, we probably moved 12 times. So we've been moving and moving and moving and everywhere we just keep saying the Lord has placed us there for his purpose. What does he want us there for? What neighbors? What What does he want to say through us to the people that he surrounded us with for that very short time? Sometimes we only lived in a place for three months, and we had to move again. So hopefully this one is a little longer. But when he when he asked me to share, I'll try to be quick, um, I, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say to help somebody, to inspire somebody? And um, he brought me to Luke 2 in the end of the chapter, chapter, like 37 and 38, where Mary and Joseph went to the temple and, and the Holy Spirit sent Simeon there because he had told Simeon that he would witness the birth of our Savior before he died. And that's what he prayed for. That's what he wanted. And he, he, the Holy Spirit told him to go to the temple. He found Mary and Joseph there dedicating Jesus to the Lord. And so he was praying and telling them what was happening, and they were just astonished. In the meantime, while this was happening, it's the, the scripture says Anna, a prophetess who had lived in the temple for 84 years, never left the temple, uh, fasted and prayed in that temple for all that time, she witnessed this and started praising the Lord and thanking the Lord. And didn't go from there. She had to 
go out and tell everybody. She went out and spread the news and told, told what had happened. So I believe, we believe that that's why not, it wasn't just for us that he brought us these blessings and this favor, but to encourage others. He does it for a reason so that we can testify. That's the whole reason of testifying, so that we can encourage others that are going through terrible times that he can bless you in the midst of it all. So that he wanted me to share that, you know, all this happening and all this blessing that the Lord had to wait this time because we kept saying through the whole time, our time might be ready, but the person that we're going to buy the house from isn't ready. And sure enough, you know, the, the man that we bought the house from three and a half years ago, he wasn't even thinking of selling. So it all has to line up together. And he has, and the, even though it's our timing, the Lord's timing was when this man was ready and when everything fell into place for the Lord's timing. But um, what I wanted to, we didn't even talk about each other's, what we were going to say, but what I wanted to say mostly was that's not what we're mostly thankful for is this house because it's materialistic. And like I said, we've been through so many different houses, sold everything uh, numerous times. We had nothing but our clothes, moved, bought estates and have storages full of stuff. It doesn't matter. What we're so thankful for is that we were able, the Lord brought us to this church and you have the motto, or I should say we now because I am part of this church, thank the Lord, that people who care, and you guys really show it. You showed us love from the beginning. And we won't get into the details. It doesn't matter where we came from, what our story is prior to coming here. But I knew the Lord was sending me here, and it took three years to get here. But finally, together we obeyed, and we are just so thankful to be part of this church that we have never been so full of joy and peace. And that's what we're really truly thankful for. I said all that to say that. get to go to your house and pray for your house for all that God's going to do through you guys in that place. And what he didn't tell you is this place has got a, 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 it's not only residential, but it's commercial and Tim can run his business out of it. So it's like the perfect place. I just got a text from Robin and this is what it says. It said, I had a bad ventilator experience. I can't talk. And I said, can you just listen? And she said, she just texted me. Yes. So we're going to call her. I don't know if she's going to be able to hear me at all. I mean, talk at all. Hey, Robin. You don't have to talk at all. You can hear me, I'm assuming. You answered the phone. So, you know, I don't know if you're watching this online or not. If you do, it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Um, what we're doing. We're in our Thanksgiving service right now at church, and part of what we're going to do today, we talked about the um, how so many times in life we see all the black spots in our life, and we don't take time to see the widespread mercy of God, that even in hard times, God is good. And we said, you know what? Um, one of our one of our own, you, is going through the biggest black spot of her life. And it's it's got to be really hard to see the widespread mercy of God. And so what I said, let's make Robin feel just the love of Jesus 
from her church family. So here's what we're going to do for you right now. We're going to sing you a song, okay? The whole church. Everybody stand up with me. You've got to sing super loud because Robin's got to hear you. And um, we're going to sing you this song, um, Lord, You Are Good. And I want you to feel the fact that Lord, the Lord is good to you. And I'm going to do my Susanna maybe step forward. I'm going to put my phone right here so she can hear. Oh, no, it goes from the microphone. Okay, so never mind. So, uh, Robin, just listen. This is for you because we love you. saying something. Thank you. 
Thank you. Hey, on the count of three, your church family is going to love, they're going to shout to you, we love you. So ready? On the count of three, one, two, three, we love you. (laughs) Oh, hi, Callie. (laughs) Callie loves her mammy. She can stay right there, Sam. That's just fine. We're just having a, we're just having a celebration. Callie, say hi to Robin. Say hi, Robin. Hi. Say I love you. Oh, uh, that was Callie. She's giving you kisses, I think. So, Robin, we love you. You are not forgotten. We're, we just prayed for you as, as a church, and um, we are not going to stop praying for you. We want to. We... Okay. So, <laughs> Dave said she's crying. That's. I'm hoping there are some good tears. So we love you and know that we're as a church. We're praying for her, right, church? Yes. Everybody's yelling, yes. Give... yes. You are one loved lady. Let... You are welcome. I, I know you shouldn't talk, honey. Oh, we love you too. So, hey, I, I should probably let you go, right? Should make her talk too much? Do you want me? Are you watching us online? Okay. Do you want me to? Do you want me to keep? You want me to keep my phone turned on so you can listen? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you sit right here in my phone. Okay. So you listen to our testimonies and everything. Okay. And if the battery dies, I I apologize. We love you, so just just hang on, listen listen up. All right, isn't that fun? Hey, um, we said this. We want other people to come up and share whatever they're grateful for. So, does anybody else want to come up and uh, share a story of something that you're thankful for? Before I move on to other other planned ones. Not going to force anybody to. Okay. So I'll do this through the mask. So I'm compliant. Um, I'll just start by saying back in in the spring, um, I was suffering from some acid reflux and and I actually had a virtual visit with a doctor, and it was kind of interesting because the first thing that she said in this virtual visit was, what's going on in your life right now? And I said, well, um, COVID happened, uh, or is happening. I'm re- I just retired. I'm selling a house, and I'm buying a house all at the same time. So she says, your level of stress is pretty low, I'm guessing, Right. Because I didn't know this, but stress has got everything to do with this acid reflux. I didn't know that. So those, those, those things were causing some issues for me. They still are to a degree. Um, but through this, we, we sold a house through the COVID. We bought a house through the COVID. The, the, the best news of it all is we are totally debt-free. So that that's the goal I was told years ago when you retired the goal is to be 
debt-free when you retire. Well, we didn't know how that was going to happen, but I guess God did because he's, he made it all happen. So we are currently debt-free. Um, retirement's been great. Um, I've been able to, you know, devote some time around here to do a few things, and I'm going to continue to do that. The goal is for Debbie to, to go part-time next next year and then ultimately retire as well. <laughs> That's okay. But if, if anybody had asked me a year ago I'd be living in a condo this year, I would have told you no. But I think God had a better plan. He gave us a wonderful condo, a beautiful condo, and it's paid for. So that, that's, that's great thanks right there. Thank you. Not having those debt payments, huh? That's awesome. Some, now you can buy guitars. Would, would somebody else like to come and share a testimony? Ray, come on up, Ray. People might not know this, but Ray comes into my office every Monday at 9 a.m. and we pray together. This is one of my favorite people in the whole world. As you know, 13 months ago, the only medication I was on was an aspirin. And then November 18th, November 11th, I was in Nebraska hunting and I ran out of breath one day and I thought it was just because I was coming off a cold. So the ne- on Saturday, so then Monday, I, I was hunting with uh, Pastor Paul and, and I went 150 yards and I ran out of breath again. And so on the way back, I called the VA and and I told him I thought I had pneumonia, and the girl said, "Will you get in here?" I said, "But I'm on the road. I won't be home till seven or eight o'clock." She said, "You come in as soon as you get in town." She said, "We're here 24 hours a day." Well, it turned out I didn't have pneumonia. I had three blockages in my heart. They were there. They didn't discover it till after I'd almost passed all the other physicals. I passed it. The walking test and on on the final final X-ray they found the, the the blockages. They were able to open two of them, and the third one they couldn't open. And in May I had a little episode, and I went into emergency, and they suggested I try to open it up again, and they give me my choice, Aurora or the VA, and I chose the VA because. They already knew the history of my heart, and uh, and then about a, a month ago, I was in, and they, they tried to open it up again, and they found that it's a hundred percent closed now. And they figure they can open it up with laser, and the the doctor hadn't called me and hadn't called me, so I started the process to go through Aurora. And last Friday, my doctor called me and told me that they're going to set up a a date for me. But I'm just so thankful that the Lord has kept me. And you people are just fantastic. I mean, you all express so much love to me. And it just, just, words cannot express my, my thanks and my gratitude for you.
you are probably the most loved man around here, Ray. I'm pretty sure that's true, and that uh, you're a kind, generous, loving person, and we just think the world of you. Um, hey, we're gonna we're gonna still give you still a chance to give other testimonies you want to share, but we're gonna play a video right now from um, one of our family members that's not here. But he wants to tell you about something good God's done in his life. He's stuck in Germany because of COVID. So let's play a video from Steve. Good evening, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. I think all of us will agree that 2020 has been a unique year, and none of us could have imagined the changes that the world was about to go through. And yet, through all of this crazy year, God is still in control, and God is good. Ah, wait a minute. I think even here in Germany, I just heard John Love say, all the time. My Thanksgiving testimony starts about a year ago. During the third and fourth quarter of 2019, and for the first two months of 2020, the company that I worked for began to downsize, which ended with about a 10% staff reduction here in Wisconsin. Things were quiet for a few months, but in early summer, we started to hear discussion about a major reorganization. This reorganization became a reality in mid-August when another 15% of the company's global employees were released, which, after a total of 27 years working there, included me. Even though there was some hurt and resentment about being let go and some anxiety about what the future would hold, both Diana and I truly felt a calming assurance that God was going to work things out and that everything was going to be just fine. We shared this with our connect group, and they all prayed that God would continue to give us that peace and to open the doors that he had planned for us. My favorite music group is Casting Crowns, and their song, Oh My Soul, became the song that I would turn to if I needed a reminder that God was still in control. The course of the song starts with, Oh, my soul, you are not alone. There's a place where fear has to face the God you know. Amen. As I began my new job search, I reached out to a company that I had worked for previously. This company manufactures equipment for their customers who need machines to produce such products as diapers, meat packing pads, Swiffer wet jet pads, and the latest global fashion trend, face masks. During the interview process, I simply asked God that if this was the right decision to give me a total peace about the choice, which he did, and after being off work for only six weeks, they were excited to welcome me back to the company. But aside from God's provision of a new job, I also want to thank him for a few other blessings this year. God blessed us with our fifth grandchild early this spring. God has blessed us with an even closer relationship with my parents. And most importantly to me, God continues to bless me with a wonderful woman who walks stride by stride with me every day, my wife, Diane. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody, and may God bless you and your family during this holiday season. Thank you, Steve <laughs> and Diane, who's... Steve got kind of stuck over there. He's in Germany. It's going to be a total of seven weeks. 
because um, of COVID, you can't go back and forth. So he's, they're building a machine that makes face masks, right? Oh, I'm going to turn that off. Um, because she's texting me right here. Good thing you have two phones going. Um, you can, so Robin said, thank you so much. Um, I've been longing for someone to sing. I even asked my um, respiratory therapist to sing to me today. God is good all the time. And then she said she can't, she can't make, the, she's unable to watch on streaming for some reason, yet I got my phone to record Mark's lovely words in the song, and you, and I love all of yous. Um, what a blessing. Yous. So praise the Lord. Anybody else like to come up and share us something they want to just thank the Lord for today? Robin, come on up. My my dad and daughter are both groaning back there because I'm coming up. (laughs) Thanks for the encouragement, guys. (laughs) I'm thankful because my dad is here at 95 years young. Um, I would like to give thanks to the Lord this year um, during COVID when everyone else was cleaning their homes and hanging out and having fun. And um, I didn't touch my house, which desperately needed it. But my wonderful daughter and um, Ripley Sartain and myself built a pond. And uh, for those of you who know me from long back, home that I had in Cedarburg uh, had a beautiful pond that um, my former husband and I had built, and I, I longed to have a pond in my new new home, um, and it's been 10 years longing for that, so the patience and waiting. Um, and so I've been collecting um, rocks for about three years on my property, piling them along um, with the help of Reed Burke, um, and so uh, we built a pond in the spring, and it's a beautiful pond with a lovely waterfall. My neighbor came over with a little mini excavator and dug a hole for me, and we made a waterfall from the pile of ground from the hole, and um, Ripley and Angela used all their artistic skills to put the rocks in beautifully, and I landscaped it, and we dug plants from the woods, and Angela dug some out of the river. And um, and for me, it was a fulfilling of a dream that the Lord has promised me restoration in my life from um, my marriage falling apart and going through a lot of financial difficulties and the loss of my home and my life as I knew it and um, was a really horrible time in my life. And um, I just look at this pond now as part of that restoration. And um, it just has brought me all summer long so much joy. And um, the other thing that brings me so much joy is my daughter, Angela. I'm very thankful for her. She's a total blessing, and I'm thankful for my Portview family 
and um, God bless you all this Thanksgiving. The next couple days, we'll all probably be, or most of us, be going to some kind of Thanksgiving something somewhere. And we're going to be coming into situations where everybody's living in this chaotic time. Let's be the ones to remind everybody of the widespread mercy of God. Don't be preaching at people. They don't like that. Believe me, I know. Um, just when somebody brings up what's hard or what's bad, don't, don't deny it. It's true. It's true that Robin is going through the hardest time, harder time than any one of us in this place has ever faced in our lives, I think. I've never faced anything like it, not even remotely. So it's not that we say things aren't real and times aren't hard, but then we can say, but have you considered or have you thought about or let me tell you? Let me tell you about my friend who got their house after 13 years waiting. You know, let me tell you about um, my church family. Let me tell you about my Jesus who never fails me. Let me tell you about when we sang a song to our friend from church who's in a in a long care ter- long long term care facility right now. Talk about how good God is. Remind people of the widespread mercy of God. Do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Do it for each other. You guys talked about how each other, one's patient, one's something else, but that you help each other. <laughs> Encouraging. Remind each other the widespread mercy of God over these next days, right? Jesus, thank you that you are so amazingly good to us. And Lord, we ask that uh, we would see your widespread mercy all around us. And Lord, we would stop in our tracks and we would give thanks, as we have been tonight. We would give thanks. We would have, we'd be people who live with an attitude of gratitude for all your goodness. So Lord, I pray for my church family now. Whatever they're going to encounter, whatever they're going to do in these next couple days, thanksgiving, that Lord, what would truly happen, the gift we'd be given, is that we would see the good, and we'd see how much the good is really so much better than the black spot that we so often focus on. Bless each one, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.